0: Before we start episode number eight of the podcast, I just wanted to real quick say thank you to the sponsor of this podcast, Ada Lovelace. The beauty, that is Ada Lovelace, the first computer scientist. So thank you to Ada Lovelace for the sponsor. I can't thank you enough. Goodbye. Hello. Thank you for coming to this live stream. This is the Cardano Aura number eight. Uh, This is going to be a really important podcast. Uh, It's really going to lean on the educational side, uh, a little bit technical, but it is very important. The stuff that we're going to be talking about in this podcast does impact your rewards. Um, so it's important for you to know these parameters, um, really know what changing them does, you know, so you can make informed decisions. Uh, because in the future, uh, everybody in the community is actually going to be voting on these parameters. What we're going to be talking about today is a not and K. This is really going to be kind of a follow-up to the live stream I did last week. Uh, I talked about K and a not a lot, but I presented a little bit of data, a little bit of the numbers that I've ran but today, we're going to be talking with Umed and Sean today. And um, and we're going to be talking about Umed's spreadsheet, where we can actually look at the numbers, what changing these parameters does uh, to your rewards and also stake pool rewards. And then we're also going to be looking at Sean's CIP proposal, which is a change of the function of A0. Um, and before all that, we're actually just going to be talking plainly, what is A0 and what is K real quick. So for people that Are really just joining the Cardano community so they can kind of enjoy this podcast while knowing the basic fundamentals. Um, But before we jump into it, if you guys want to support me, the best way you can do so is delegate to Bloom 3 through 6. Uh, Also, all current delegates of Bloom uh, and Bloom 2, I would really appreciate it if you moved your delegation to Bloom 3 through 6. Uh, And to incentivize that, we're offering a 4% fee, uh, which is a 1% decrease. Um, And also, uh, that's going to be lasting for the next month, right? So from the I announced it last week, so really about three weeks from now. But yeah, that's really about it. Um, I'm here with Umed and Sean. Thank you guys so much for coming on.
1: Thank you for Not having us Yes,
0: yeah, no problem. So you guys both run stake Pools, and Umed also runs a podcast. So what are those for people if they're interested?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I if, if you guys have noticed, uh, I've, I've been doing the podcast called uh, Slot Leader. I've uh, managed to... To start it uh, a couple of uh, months ago, um, we are uh, almost up to 1,000 subscribers, um, and this podcast is all about bridging the gap between the traditional finance world, traditional business world, and bringing all those, all that money, attention, and talent into the Cardano's ecosystem. So that's what we focus on when we when we go and and do uh, these podcasts. And in addition to that, I run um, Sky and Sky2, Sky Two Skylight pools. Um, so these are uh, s- s- Skylight. Pool has been there since ITN, and uh, we've been—we are bare metal server uh, pool that has a backup and on the cloud. So, uh, if you are looking for a pool to delegate to uh, once the saturation point hits 64 million, um, you know, please do consider our mind pools.
2: And for me, I'm uh, running Squid Pool, which is uh, running in the cloud with uh, dual hot-swappable producers and uh, highly reliable uh, system. Uh, we're currently a smaller pool in terms of our amount of delegation, so if, if you guys have multiple wallets, you know, after you have loaded up on, on Bloom and Sky, uh, come on over to Squid, and uh, we've, we're making every block, and And uh, we have a low 0.8% fee, so come on over.
0: Heck yeah, man. Uh, I also can vouch for UMED's podcast. I always love listening to uh, educational Cardano content. As you guys know, I try to stay up to date with all the latest information, and I often learn stuff from his podcast that I don't from other people's content, so big shout out to that. But we need to talk about, so what is K? K? right? So for people that haven't heard it, the saturation point is currently around 210 million, and that's going to be lowering to about 63.5 million. And what that does, if you're in that pool, when it's saturated, is it not only lowers the rewards for anyone that joined after that saturation point, it lowers rewards for everybody that's in the pool, right? So it's in your best interest and everyone's else's best interest that you're out of a pool that is greater than 63.5 million by that December 6th date, right? Um, and that's really all K does, is it just interacts with the saturation. And then also, the other parameter we're going to be talking about today is A naught. And K does affect A naught, but so what is A naught? ANOT's currently set at 0.3, and it's the pledge parameter in Cardano. And the point of ANOT is to incentivize people to pledge to one pool or a couple pools. It's essentially so people don't make a bunch of different pools, all with zero pledge with low fees. So they attract 51% of the stake in the network and do a Sybil attack. And that's what we're worried about in Cardano is Sybil attacks, right? That's kind of our attack vector, you know, versus uh, proof of work. And it's currently set at 0.3, as I said. And what that means is from the bottom, so from zero pledge to the top, the saturation value, depending on what K is, the top will earn, if you pledge the full saturation value, so say 63.5 million, if you pledge that full amount, you'll earn 30% more rewards than you would have with that zero pledge, right? And the current function of a not, in my opinion, I brought these points up uh, last week, uh, it currently really only benefits uh, whales, uh, exchanges, uh, people that have uh, mass amounts of ADA, uh, well, it really doesn't add any competition between community pools. People that are pledging, say, 100000 to 500000 to to $1 it doesn't add competition between them because most of the rewards go to the people at the top. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to start off with Umed. We're going to look at a spreadsheet. We're going to look at the current effects of what the A-naught parameter actually means for delegates uh, and for pools. Um, then following that, we're going to be looking at Sean's CIP proposal for actually changing the function of A-naught. So we can go ahead and pull up that proposal, Umed. Or not the proposal, but the uh, spreadsheet. And this is also Umed's spreadsheet. Uh, I'll include a link for this down below for the GitHub uh, link to it. You guys can actually download that yourself and play with these uh, these numbers.
1: Absolutely. Um, thank you, Pei. Um, Peyton. I uh, really appreciate uh, this opportunity to talk to everybody because I think uh, this uh, particular part of uh, reward function is uh, – not very much explored um, and I've, I've tried to to I've written a couple of articles that you could find on, on Reddit but uh, things change all the time with Cardano so this is the latest and the greatest sort of uh, version of this uh, uh, um, uh, spreadsheet and I would like to walk you through through uh, the scenarios right now so what you see here is a table uh, I don't know if you can see this properly um, but here's a, uh, yeah, we can see table. it properly. It looks great. Okay. So this is a, uh, a table that shows, um, your, um, I mean, it's supposed to show, let's see here. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to show the, uh, um, are we going to talk about the pool rewards, a uh, pool, uh, re- re- rewards from pledging, or are we talking about delegation, um, Let's go I'm both.
0: I think both are important. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So here right now we're going to talk about the uh the rewards that you get as a function of uh pool's pledge and uh as a function of uh pool's size. And uh in order to see that um I need to change the inputs a little bit, but you can see that you know for every for every 100,000 ADA that you uh uh, delegate um, you um, you see you, you get about 68 Let me just do this okay so every epoch, if your pool has uh, uh, you know dele- has pledged let's say oh, first of all let's do this um, on the upper um, on, on the roads here we have the amount of pledge uh, so this is something that your pool delegates uh and and pledges um and uh on the column here we have the pool size so if you have uh for instance uh pledged 100,000 ada your size automatically becomes 100,000 because that's the minimum you have in that pool and then as the you you gain delegators you have more sort of uh uh stake so and this over here is the effect of uh of 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 uh the um the uh um the pledge on your rewards and as you let's say that your pool is at uh i don't know uh pick a number right you know at 100 uh, 100 million you know if if you are delegating to a pool that is uh um giving you uh, you know is is zero, zero pledge uh you get 65 uh, 68 um ada per 100,000 ada um delegated and that's basically assumes that you are uh, let me just see here.
0: So the reason, if you look at the top there, you see 0.00. Is that because of that minimum cost per epoch? Is that why the rewards start to increase?
1: Um, so the rewards start inc- to, to increase because, yes, because of the uh, of the fact that you are uh, d- distributing that fixed cost over a larger and larger amount. Okay, um, of, that's what uh, I thought. Yeah. Of delegators, right? So it's like a kind of a, a leverage uh, for you. Um, so, but... What's interesting is is how the the rewards uh, increase as a as a function of a pledge, and you can see that they they do increase from uh, zero to one hundred uh, thousand pledge um, by zero one point, uh, ADA, and then they increase if you go to five hundred to uh, you know point uh, by point five ADA, point zero five ADA, and you know as as you can see here. Uh, the the rate of increase is pretty slow, and I can show it to you on a graph really quickly here. Oops. So this is this is the level of increase, um, and that's you know you can see that uh, it kind of looks exponential, and that's because the the data points here I've chosen are uh, quite extreme, and they go from five hundred to eight eight million or something. That's why, but mm-hmm. the you know you can see that it's not very steep. And that's because of a zero. Now, a zero um, modulates the the, uh, uh, the the steepness of the curve in in uh, the reward function. The the higher the uh, a zero, the more steep that curve is, which means that the less um, rewards you will get for um, play for pledges that are um, lower, and more rewards you will get for. Uh, um, more rewards you will get for pledges that are higher. So if you're at uh, uh, K at five, 150, sort of the the major part of the juices got kind of flow into the very high pledge uh, pools at the expense of very low pledge pools. And if the uh, distribution of uh, of pledges in the system is in the lower end, which it is, uh, and I can show it to you in a chart. Here's the distribution of pledges. So I've done a, a an analysis of all the pools um I at the Epic uh, 224 um pool tool kindly provided this uh, data for me so you I basically took all the pools that we have um actually 895 of them and uh because be, beyond that it's like you know the pledges go beyond 10,000 uh K ADA and I did not want to take anything beyond that um and I I plotted them on a chart so in the buckets here you will see that most of the pools, and that's more than 90% of the pools, um, have pledges between uh, uh, 10,000 and 1 million. And then there are 39 pools here that have more than 1 million, uh, between uh, 1 million and 2 million. And then there is uh, 22 that have uh, 2 million, between 2 million and 3 million. Uh, so you can see that, you know, there's one pool, for instance, that has uh, 20 million, I think. that's That's where the uh, the distribution kind of ends, so you see that most of the pools are in the lower end, so if you blindly increase the a zero, you basically penalize all these pools because you know uh if if ninety percent of your network uh, is uh, is between let's say uh hundred uh 10, 10, 000 ADA in pledge and uh you know let's let's pick a number um a, a one million right um, then, then, you know, change it. let's say that we, cha- we, we decided that we want to juice up the rewards for pledges, right? And we, we just basically say, okay, let's do it 2.5. Um, oh, actually, this is a, a different, uh, it's a CIP7. So let's, uh, let's juice up the rewards and say, um, let's put it to uh, 2.5, right? Um, so A0 changes to 2.5 and nothing else changes. You will see that your rewards go down immediately. You know, if if you're are with a pool that is pledged 2.5 million, you instead of getting 68, you will be getting 25 uh, ADA per epic.
0: So this is, this is ADA per epic right here, right? Yeah. Can we look at and, that 0.3 for one second? I just want to point something out.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So the reason why we would want to change A0, right? Because everyone can obviously see that there's, there's an issue here, right? As he just displayed, the majority of the pools are below the pools that actually receive benefit rewards right so there's really no incentive to actually pledge more to your pool in that that one to or that even that zero to 10 million range right and it's it's pretty hard to get 10 million ADA so if we look at right here between I'll hover over it with my mouse so you have zero pledge right here and we'll say pool size is 100 million like he said you're in 0.01 more ADA for a hundred thousand and then from zero to a million you earn 0.1 ADA for a million pledge, right? And you guys have to see the opportunity cost that there is for actually having that million ADA locked up, right? But but as we talked about earlier, locking up ADA for the pledge is our, our protection against civil tax in the network, right? So if you don't have this proper incentive for operators to pledge a million ADA, 500,000 ADA, 100,000 ADA to their pool, then they won't do it, right? Incentives matter. Incentives are what drive human behavior, right? So that's why we're taking a look at this. But you can continue, you met. I just kind of wanted to point that out real quick.
1: Yes. So, uh, Peyton, I would say that um, this right here is what the, the, uh, the delegators get and what you are looking for, the answer to your question of how much a, a staple operator will get uh, by pledging more. I have that uh, chart too. That will give you the the idea. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, but
0: to me, this is 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 as important too, right? Because yes. pool ops earn more money for more delegates, right? So if you have more incentives for your for your delegates, then you're going to get more delegates, right? So both charts are oh, kind of very important, you know
1: exactly so so you you know you you, uh, you you actually raise a really good question here too but you will see that if we increase for instance right so what what it does when you increase the the the, the a0 uh to let's say from 0.3 to 2.5 right so it, what it does is that it increases the the steepness of the curve and i would like to point your attention to this over here um so this is ROS difference between a 500k um, pledge versus zero pledge or versus a 500k versus 10k pledge. Now, when we are at uh, point three, um, the pool that um, has pledged 500k versus a pool that has pledged 0k um, earns... Um, basically uh around let's see here it's that's not a uh, raw ROS difference actually so let me just uh fix this and i'll show you okay so the pool that has pledged 500k versus the pool that has pledged 0k earns um 0.0038% 0.0038% per year more. So that's, um, if you translate it into pool fees, right, it, it basically means that you can charge for the same amount of, uh, uh, for the same, uh, you know, uh, pool size, you can charge uh, 0.07% more and get the same rewards, right? Uh, as opposed to the pool that has uh, zero pledge. So that's not a whole lot of uh, difference, Right. Now when we change it to 2.5 uh, what happens is that you get better um sort of uh reward difference but the overall reward as I showed you in the previous chart um redu- gets reduced so instead of getting 68 you get you know 25 ADA per uh per per 100k um delegated so that's why it's uh it's important that we kind of uh, come up with, and that's all because, uh, the, the, the function is linear and it just basically, uh, you know, pushes the, uh, the, uh, difference, um, to the, to the upper end of the, uh, of the curve while taking away all that juice from the lower end where most of us as, as pool operators reside. So in order to fix that, there's two possibilities. And one is that you don't change the curve, but you increase the row, which is the rate of, um, rate of um, uh, emissions. Now, when and that's, you increase... And that's the,
0: emissions from the total reward scheme? Like Yes. Okay.
1: So instead score. of getting 0.30% per year, you get, let's say, let's say double it, right? Double it. Then you can get reasonable... Um, you could get reasonable... Um, you could get a reasonable rate of return while at the same time um. Uh, you know, getting your uh, your difference. So if you are in that position, then you could basically, you know, I- I'm just saying here, we-, we also go to 500, right? Because that's what we're expecting. Or maybe you could just make it 1,000 because that's where we're going to go eventually. Um, then you can see that the rewards actually get bigger. So uh, I don't know what happened here, but um but you can see that you could at at the end you could go to uh you know 4 th- 3 to f- two to 6% sort of uh returns at the end um so if you're if you have a uh um a pledge of 1 million to let's say uh 8 million which is where most of us might uh, fall you can you could be earning 4 to to 6%. um so that's one of the ways to do it. um But the other way is- uh, It's it's also
0: important to look at that with this current function, if you look at the end right there, um, scroll over a little bit, kind of in the- Yeah, they will get like 13%. Yeah, so pools, so say you have 33 million ADA and you pledge that whole amount to your pool, you get 13% while community pools who don't have that much ADA, who pledge say 1 million, earn about 3.93%. Right. So you can see how it really incentivizes whales to pledge the full amounts of their pool um, and get paid almost triple in terms of I guess that would almost be four times more in in terms of percent.
2: You know, some and something else, too, if you increase row, my understanding, you know, there's side effects to all these parameter changes is that that's going to shorten the runway for Cardano to be uh, having the ada being distributed as rewards from the the reserve rather than from transactions so it it means that we would have to uh, ramp up the assume that the network will ramp up fast enough to bring in enough transaction fees yeah on the, the transaction better.
0: side yeah and so if we double that,
1: or we we could assume that the ADA price goes up, right? And yeah. then, uh we're all going to be golden. Which, now. hey, the day
0: of recording, <laughs> it's looking pretty good. You know, I think we're I think last time I checked, we're at fifteen five. So, um, all right. But so if so, we double row, and let's if say we the current double rate row is is six years, you get that half, like because you know how it's a slow decay over six years, you get half the rewards at the current amount staked. Will that cut that in half? To three years or is it not? Yeah. All, all else
1: equal. Yes. But we don't know actually what, what, what they've done is that they have, they have changed the function to replenish the, um, the reserves with all these unclaimed rewards. Um, let's say that, uh, you know, your pool is 1 million. You're not getting your full, uh, amount of, you know, you, you're getting 3.93, but you should be getting 13. So all that different, different goes Difference goes back to the reserves, so it's it's no longer a linear function right now to hmm. to predict to the to the la- last sort of ADA uh, to see when we are going to uh, you know uh, go cut this whole thing in half. It all depends dynamically of where where the pledge is going to land land right now. So um, while I could say that in the worst case, yes, in the worst case when everybody's pledging 33 33 uh, million then yes you will get you will get that uh, having um, and I mean it depends on where the the base is right if the base right now is you know six years um assuming the replenishment rate so we have to kind of model that uh, separately um, then it will it will cut it in half yes assuming everything else equals yeah. but um scenario
0: though because you would have really people being paid less and maybe even more reserves going back you know
1: yeah i mean um Cause you, because I mean, there's the, not gonna yeah. be
0: too many people pledging 33 million you know unless it's the the iog pools and the emergo pools and so all of the people at the bottom are really gonna you know and
2: the exchanges
0: yeah and the exchanges too
1: yeah so what will happen is that um when, when you're saying, you know, you know, the row is uh, 0.6, the, we will have to introduce a, a notion of effective row because, uh, you know, there's row that basically spits out the, the money and then there is money coming back in as a result of the distribution of the pledge. You know, if the pledge is uh, uh, sitting around 1 million or 500, all that difference between 13 and, uh, you know, between 33 million and 1 million, uh, all that rewards will, will go back. So, um it's not necessarily uh detrimental uh you know unless you know everybody moves into uh, a greater sort of uh you know uh, amounts of pledge but but that's something that could be considered as a as a quick fix before um doing anything with the with the reward function which I'm i told that it might take a while so we could increase this to three we could increase it to five or whatnot and then or we could just be, play with uh, the row and say 65.65 and see you know how does that help us. but the important thing here, uh, Peyton, is that you know let's say that we, we do 0.65. The important thing is that we will have a significant ROS, uh, ROS difference between the uh, pledge uh, 500k pledge and uh, a and 10k pledge or 500 and 0k pledge that we could charge um, 2.36% more. So if your pool is at 4 you can just add 2.36 so it's 6.36 and you will get the same uh, you will give your uh delegators the same amount of uh rewards as a as a pool with uh you know uh 0 pledge 0 uh percent um so um so that that's basically the the the, the trade off here um then there is this the CIP I guess I'll I'll, I'll let yeah. uh and real I'll quick another thing
0: like just looking at this What worries me is also pledge as a service, right? So say we were to move to this. We do see a distinct difference between zero and and 500K and 10K and 500K. But when you think about pledge as a service, um, and I've seen some people offering that before, that would become the next big thing in Cardano, right? Getting people to pledge as a service, right? So uh, this reward scheme doesn't seem like a very good idea to me um, just because of that one fact, uh, you know.
1: Because you could yeah so 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 what will happen is that I, I've played it out in my head um, what will happen if if there is a lot of juice or a lot of difference between the pledges right and that's why it was set at the at the level where it was set um, because it's linear um so the the people with a lot of money will come in and say hey you know I pledge this much money you're gonna get this much extra and I would like to have a cut um, you know in an extreme case it will be you know uh, you know the the pool operator will become a an employee or somebody who is dependent on that person's pledge and kind of work for him it will they will lose kind of independence um, but in in a, in the a best case scenario it's going to be a kind of a symbiotic relationship where you you know make a partnership and uh, you know if the mm-hmm. person is reliable it's going to be a good business opportunity to uh to be beneficial for both uh and and you know as duncan when they were talking about the pledging mechanism po- pointed out i think they they were counting on people uh with serious amount of money coming into the space and uh offering this kind of services you know they they actually you know i, I think they predicted that in a way yeah. because yeah i mean not not a whole lot of uh, operators have this this capacity to uh to uh you know yeah and it's it's not million. really
0: those symbiotic relationships that worry me it's kind of the the non-symbiotic right yeah. you know because yeah i, I don't I think, think that would be bad at all you know to have a symbiotic relationship between the pledger and then the pool operator you know but it's the non that, that bother me what were you going to say sean right
2: yeah sorry I, I was thinking the yeah this pledging is a service where there's, there's not as much trust required. It's not so much a symbiotic relationship. It's a pay pay for pledge. Um, and, and I think that is a real issue because it removes the difference between pledge and delegation. Because the point is to have the operators have their, their, their money in their pool so that you can trust the operator. And there, I think one of the ways to solve this is that uh, if pledge only came from a single wallet then in order for someone to uh, participate at, in the pledging, they would literally have to give the operator their money. And that creates a very high level of trust. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to get this pledging as a service problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I would like to hear about your proposal, Sean. Can you close that stream, Umed, and then we'll open it back right. up after the, uh, we hear more about the CIP? Sure. awesome so let's hear it sean uh, so sean has made a cardano improvement proposal uh, anybody can make these and it's specifically on the function of a knot. he saw these problems very early on uh, he's been on the cardano effect uh, he also did a, a podcast with umed that's going to be released next week so make sure you guys don't miss that one as well yeah thanks um
2: yeah so as uh umed was showing um there's a the problem is that the pledge in the lower range where most of the pools are makes no real difference in terms of the rewards for the delegators or the pool operators and so there's not an incentive to increase your pledge or even to have pledge at all and so we you know you can end up with a lot of pools with zero pledge or a very small pledge and they're advertising 0% rates and they get people piled in and then we have the civil attack um, scenario so my idea was that instead of having a linear uh, function where the the part that's meaningful uh, in these pledge ranges of you know 10k to uh, 1 million uh, is very low if we change that to a, a curve uh, where we can still have an increasing amount of rewards for pledge but it boosts up the value for making those smaller pledges. And so even just going from zero to 10K would give you a a meaningful difference. So people would be incentivized to actually have their money in the pool um, and we would reduce this risk of civil attacks.
0: And it's it's really important to have an incentive between zero pledge and ten k pledge, and between ten k ten k pledge and fifty k pledge, right? Yeah. So what yeah, what it, would the curve and, look like? Is it kind yeah. of? I guess I got to do this backwards, but kind of up and then kind of slows down like that.
2: Right. So exactly, and and there in in my proposal, there's parameters so that um, as as either K changes and the saturation level changes or as the price of ADA changes, um, you can adjust the steepness of that curve. So as the, the curve comes up quickly at the beginning to, to give some meaningful benefit for uh, pledging at all, and then it, it can be a different level of steepness of how, how much it goes up and sort of where it starts to taper off. And so you can decide well what what is the meaningful, and you can look at like Umed's chart of where uh, where is the majority of the pools in terms of pledge. What do we want them to get to, and what's the sort of sweet spot? Um, it you know do we want a target of uh, a hundred k is a is a good pledge when you know ADA is a dollar? Um, then we can adjust those parameters to uh, find that that sweet spot, and and this will. Really make the pledge much more meaningful, and uh, besides preventing the civil attacks it then it gives the pool operators a different selling point where you can either um, you can you can charge higher fees and still give your uh delegators uh a much better return than a comparable pool with with no pledge.
0: So what what downsides do you see moving to this proposal versus the current function of a not? Is it like a double-edged sword? What are the cons?
2: Yeah, I think one of the cons that was brought up um, is the idea of of making sure that those whales who, and especially with the exchanges coming in later, um, that we don't want them to be incentivized to make a lot of pools with the sweet spot of of uh, pledge. Yeah. Um, that makes that a lot of we, sense. We still want to make sure that they're going to be fully pledging uh, their pools, um, creating fewer pools and not trying to create a uh, hundred pools. That's going to take over the network.
0: Yeah. So say um, like 5 million a piece, you know, and leave that room for more delegates to come and then they yep. can just gather more and more stake because it doesn't make more sense for them to pledge more than 5 million.
2: Right. Exactly, and so that's where some of the um, the IOG folks like Colin and the research team have been looking at some alterations to my proposal that would still incentivize those top end guys like the exchanges um, to stay in one pool. Um, so they're looking at different ways of adjusting that. Um, and and for me, it's like I'm uh, I think it's it's great. I'm not tied to my exact proposal. It's much more important that we get something that, uh, can help in terms of the security of the network and as well as helping the pool operators to, uh, get a better, um, ability to market their pools and be able to, to, uh, have a fair marketplace.
0: Exactly. And yeah, and I even heard Charles mention that too, that it would, if there were to be a change, it would be some, it would, um, be a sort, you know what I mean? It would be a part of your proposal with a little bit of amendments, like you said. And I was curious on what, you know, there's, cause there's always cons to switching to something else. And I just, during the, the summit, I heard someone mention that um s- exchanges wouldn't be able to have stake pools, right? And, and that would solve that problem. You know, if exchanges couldn't have stake pools, ex- if exchanges couldn't stake, but I think we're already past that point, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think with with the exchanges, you know, it's more we have to recognize that their participation in the network is going to be real and important. And we need to make sure that the incentives are balanced between uh, the exchanges and um, the the pool operators who are the community right now.
0: Yeah. What were you going to say, Umed?
1: I saw your mic go green a little bit there. Oh, no. um, No, I I I. I have the uh, the the um, Sean's uh, curve actually modeled, and I can show you the graphs if you guys want. Yeah, awesome. Unless there's more things to, to discuss, but I, 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 it's it's a great proposal. I really like the way that Sean has approached the uh, the curve modification because it just introduces a couple of uh, uh, variables. But uh, if you change those variables to one, for instance, it becomes the old curve so it's like if oh we don't like this for instance right you can just you know make it go back to the original uh, version it's, That's it's awesome. perfect
0: yeah go ahead and pull that up and i'll full screen it all right
1: share screen okay so this is basically um sean's cip7 um curve and I modeled it. So it, it introduces the uh, the um, CO factor. I don't know what that was, but um, c- crossover factor. Yeah. And then the curve root, um, which is something that, uh, I guess, the uh, determines the, the steepness of the curve, which means, you know, by how much, yeah, by how much your your rewards increase. So the crossover factor uh, kind of modulates the sweet spot in a way. So for, this, for the purpose of this, illust- you, know, uh, you know, to illustrate this whole thing, I would like to basically just put this at four. And, uh, you know, we are keeping everything else the same as we discussed before. Let's say that, you know, we uh, decided that uh, rho is going to be 0.65%, percent a not is going to be 2.5, and we're going to reach a uh, number of uh, pools, a K factor of 1,000. So what would uh, the rewards look like in that, in that scenario, right? and um and i kept the crossover factor uh one just because i I've, I've been reading the the github comments there saying that you know we can't penalize the uh the the, the exchanges so they have to be getting some some form of returns uh, that are comparable to what they would have gotten otherwise so this doing this basically um i, I want to uh, draw your attention to uh this um gra- uh, these two cells here um and you will see that between a uh uh, a pool with 500 uh, ADA, 500,000 ADA pledged and a, a pool with zero pledge, the the, return, the ROS difference is huge. So, uh, you know, you get in one case, if 500K pledged, you get 7.6, uh, uh, 45% per year a, a ROS. And if the, the guy has pledged zero, you get 3.9. It's very starkly different. Yeah. And different. it's also
0: important to note that that row is at 0.65 as well. So it's a little bit over double.
1: Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, so, um, in in, uh, in in a nutshell, you can actually uh, raise your your fees by thirty two percent, you know, and still get the same amount of uh, you know uh, give the same amount of uh, re- rewards uh, as as the guy was zero percent, zero percent zero zero fees. So what what this will do is that you know let's say that you you, you cut it in half. You say okay, well. You know, I'm 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 pledging a lot more, but I'm gonna give you, you know, uh, a uh, you know, twenty percent fee. You can still make more money uh, for your delegators than the guy who has zero percent or ten thousand uh, uh, ADA pledged. So, um, mm-hmm. so that's basically the, the 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 gist of it, right? So you start with a very low. Uh, if if you're pledging zero, your your return is the lowest at three point nine, and then if you pledged. Ten thousand, because you're putting skin in the game the, the, the function basically rewards you, and it rewards you really, really um, in a big way uh, in the beginning, and then it just tapers tapers off um, because you know we have to reach the same amount of uh, rewards at the end uh, for everybody. Um, so graphically, it looks like this, you and I'm and I'm comparing the two reward functions here. Um, so. Let's see. This is the two rewards function. Um, and the blue is uh, the CIP seven, which is Sean's proposal. You can see that it's steep. It goes really steep. And, uh, you know, it kind of tapers off at 11 point uh, at, at 8 million. But, you know, I mean, you could change these things a little bit. But uh, and and then it kind of tapers off from there. Uh, so if, if you're pledging more than 8 million, then the incremental increase in your ROS is going to be less less but it's still going to grow. So at the end it doesn't really matter for exchanges for instance whether they are uh you know pledging with the current uh reward scheme or with uh, the modified they're going to get their uh rewards. Um and and it will it will create incentives for people with uh, smaller amounts of pledge to yeah. uh to um to pledge uh you know to to receive more. Um so people are most likely going to you know whoever is, let's say, at uh, 300 or 200K um, and the sweet spot is, let's say, 225, uh, 2.5 million. So that what what's going to happen is that game theoretically, everybody's going to go out to the market and start buying because, you know, you want to get to that speed sweet spot where the mm-hmm. function is at its maximum, right? The, the derivatives, the first derivative is its maximum. So So you want to get that. And then once you get to that speed spot, sweet spot, then, you know, it's if you want to, Uh, move from there you can move but you know not unless you have really really a large amount of pledge so the network will converge most likely to this point over here now around the uh, the 8 million point um yeah i mean like eight between 2.5 to eight i mean we could we could play with this a little bit see looking at this
0: though i do see where the scientists from iog I mean this this obviously there has to this has to be fixed but I see where they're coming from right if you look at the difference between 33 million and say um 13 million right that's only about a two percent difference um yeah it looks like a 2.1 something difference right so they okay. could lose two percent in rewards open up a pool with say 13 million instead of 33 million and then let those pools fill up because that pool with 13 million, Uh, murders the rewards, anyone say in the 500,000 range to the million range, right? So uh, those pools could essentially run the network unless there's the proper incentive for them to pledge the most of their pool, right? Because they could just open up um, instead of 10, 30 million, you know, they could open up like 23, 13 million, you know, and then also get the upside from the delegation in the middle, right? So, right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's one of the reasons that I think there's also been the proposal to make it kind of like an S-curve where you're actually ramping up at the very end of the, the line to, to incentivize those guys to fully pledge. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, so so one thing that, I uh, Sean, I, I g- came across when I was playing with this thing was that if you want to keep, let's say, the cur- uh, crossover factor at one and let's say play with curve root, Uh, what will happen is that you will um, do some cases, edge cases here that have negative, negative rewards. So let's say for a, that's because, you know, there's not enough rewards. So uh, I think we need to change this curve in order to go, uh, let's say it goes up like this, and then there will be some point where it will cross down. And then goes below the rate of uh, uh, current current rate uh, current curve, and then converges back. So, so it, it's going to be a point between the maximum sort of uh, returns for for, for pools, uh, and then and then the uh, the the the, uh, the the saturation point where any pool is going to get less rewards than with current function. Uh, so I was just thinking about that. Maybe you know, instead of going like concave, you can make it kind of convex in here, where you would um, go below the current uh, curve, because that would uh, that would generate those rewards in order to fill up these uh, these cases where the rewards are uh, less than less than uh, um, less than zero, uh, right. so where they go negative. And the, the reason why they go negative is because there's not enough rewards, right? In this in this case, you know, they has it has to come from somewhere. That's why the, the function for some reason puts out the uh, negative sort of uh, number when you let's say pledge five hundred thousand and your pool is one million, you get negative twenty six percent, which doesn't make sense. Which you know the function shouldn't work that way. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. They, certainly, these the the parameters need to be looked at carefully, and. And I think your idea about having that uh, sort of a disincentive in the range between what we would consider the the goal for the normal pool operator and the the fully pledged whales and exchanges um, kind of solves solves that problem because we want to keep the exchanges fully pledged and the whales, but we 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 don't need there's no reason to incentivize a pool operator to go from, say, a 5 million pledge to a 10 million pledge because they're, they've are they already got enough uh, stake in their um, pool to, you know, be uh, a, a good part of the network. And yeah, and for that security
0: attack. aspect. So just to, like, kind of give people a better idea about that, it would be some sort of an S-shaped curve where you incentivize pledge in the beginning, right? And then when, like he said, you reach that 5 million to, say, 15 million range, right? So where those pools would make um, 23 instead of 10, 30 million pools just so they could suck up that extra bit, then it would that's where the S comes in. It starts to go down, de-incentivizes in that range, but then goes back up at the end to incentivize exchanges to pledge the full amounts of their own pools. Exactly,
1: exactly, yeah. So something like that could work. So um, I'm sure, you know, if Sean plays with the numbers here, probably produce that curve and i think that could, that could work because it what will happen is that the the stake is going to gravitate towards two extremes like not two extremes but you know two points where you have the sweet spot and then you have the full uh saturation so i think those those uh you know that that would probably take care of most of the cases here and as i was showing uh, a lot of pools are between uh you know 1 and 10,000 uh, 10, and 1 million right and i we want 10, we want one we want one thousand pools and I counted eight hundred ninety three pools in total, uh, ranked them, uh, and the s- smallest was ten thousand uh, Ada. So uh, in order to have one thousand pools, different pools, and I took out by the way all the you know du- duplicate pools by by one percent et cetera. So it's basically ten thousand different kinds of pools. Um, so oh, not ten thousand but uh, eight hundred yeah eight hundred something. Um, different pools. So if we want diversity, uh, then we have around those constraints and uh, you know, find that sweet spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's very insightful to me. And And one thing I do want to note, though, is that it's very important for the people watching this video to stay up to date and stay educated on this stuff, because it's going to come to a time where we're gonna to have to vote on this stuff, right? And there has to be community participation. You can't do things like change an A-not parameter when you only have 10% of the, the community voting, or 10% of the community actually even knowing what the A-not function is, right? So it's very important that you constantly stay up to date um, and and really just stay educated on all of this stuff, right? Because this this is very complex. Um and that's kind of why I just wanted to start getting this information out there now, talking about Sean's proposal, talking about the current issues with A Not, because I do think something like this is probably even maybe even more than six months out, right? But it's important to start getting that education out there now to kind of start this exponential effect of the community seeing the issue with the current function of A Not, because we can't just make blog posts and expect blog posts to be what stops people from making more pools and what starts people to do things with with the network in mind, right? You, you have to have the proper incentives that drive human behavior.
1: I agree. I agree with that.
0: But yeah, it, it was an awesome podcast. Is there anything else you guys want to say about a not before we head off? I mean, you guys really hit it on the head. I, I really, this is my first time hearing about the S curve, you know, but that makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, let me full screen you guys real quick. Well, yeah nothing else
2: I guess for, yeah for me I would just say um, like you said it you know this these things are kind of complicated and you know it's a lot of math and uh, you know things that you're you know maybe are uh, you would think oh I don't really need to know about that but if you at least have a little bit of an understanding of the the goals of of what we're trying to do with these things so that we can make sure the incentives are right in the network and get the right behaviors from people. And, and that will help Cardano in the long run so that we can, uh, we can all benefit from the the growth of the Cardano network.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's important to know what we're trying to incentivize, like you said. Um, And yeah, but even though this does, this does seem complex, right, looking at these charts and seeing all these numbers, but the way you guys described it, I mean, it seems pretty simple to me, right? You're not incentivizing people enough to do what is good for terms of decentralization, right? And you can clearly see that with UMED spreadsheet, with the graph that um, operators between the zero and I would say 5 million pledge range needs to have more incentive to pledge a higher amount to their pool, right? So I, I think the average person can see that even with all these numbers and, and math thrown in, you know but i really appreciate you guys both coming on
1: um thank you so much it was it was great yeah
2: yeah thanks for having us on here and providing the opportunity to talk about it it's great to um, get the get this out there for the community to understand
0: yeah no problem if we have more developments say like Um, I mean, in this proposal on GitHub, right, if you guys kind of maybe come, maybe the scientists and everybody comes to maybe a little bit of what we might be looking at in the future, I'd love to have you guys on again and kind of maybe take a look at this S curve and maybe take a look at changing some of these parameters with that S curve, you know, but... If you guys made it to the end of the video, as always, please write a knot in the description. It lets me know you made it all the way to the end. I really appreciate you guys clicking on this video. I hope you guys were informed. If you guys have any questions, feel free to comment down below, come to the Discord server, or send me an email at payton at bloompool.io. I always appreciate the support. Um, it means a lot. I've been having a lot of fun doing this stuff, and I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Thank you.